Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across Australia, New Zealand, and throughout the Asia Pacific region. Brought to you by Insurance Business. Hello, and welcome back to IB Talk. I'm Danny Wood, news editor of Insurance Business Australia. The insurance operation of the Markel Group, a US based global firm that employs about 20,000 people, recently announced its expansion in Australia with the opening of three offices across the country. The new leader here is going to be Rory Morrison, formerly with AXA XL. To talk about this big show of confidence in the local insurance market, we're joined by Christian Stobbs, Markel's Singapore based managing director for the Asia Pacific. Hi, Christian. Good morning, Danny. This is a a major expansion, opening three offices simultaneously. You don't do things in halves over there, do you? Ah, Yes, you're you're absolutely right. And it's a a very deliberate uh, move on our part to be uh, slightly more ambitious than perhaps others have been when entering uh, the the Australian market. And really, that's to do with a couple of reasons. Firstly, is we've been growing internationally for about 20 years at Markel, and we've learned a lot along the way. And where we don't do it via acquisition, and where we have confidence uh, in the market conditions and the uh, you know the overall uh, market environment, we're happy to be quite um, you know, speedy with our acceleration. Supporting that for us here in Australia is is the second point, which is around the quality of the underwriting talent that we've encountered. You know, in appointing Rory as as leader, we're very excited about about what he can bring and um, the people that we'll be hiring around him. And where you have quality underwriting talent and you give them the right level of empowerment, you can be quite confident about uh, moving quickly. So yes, it's a very deliberate thing for us to be opening up in Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane uh, pretty much simultaneously. Uh, and we really hope that you know, with that right quality of uh, underwriting and claims uh, talent. Uh, in the team that's suitably empowered, um, that will get off to a really good start. Mm, and how many new positions will this involve? Well, uh, we've got uh, five confirmed joiners uh, so far, and that's even before we got going. Uh, we open open next week, and um, you know I think you can probably see us, uh, you know, doubling that in number over you know the next six months, and then doubling again probably over the next uh, you know 12, 18 months after that, and. Naturally, that will depend on the the opportunities uh, we see. You know, we're happy to go quicker than that, and but you know we have to be cautious, um, you know, with the market as well. But most importantly, we won't rush any hire. Uh, it's absolutely critical to to the Markel um, hiring process that we get the right fit, the right cultural fit, that that right high quality underwriting uh, talent. So. We never rush a hire for the sake of trying to get people uh, on board. Um, but, you know, so far we've been really encouraged by the conversations we've had and, and the team we're assembling um, to get going over over the coming weeks and months. A famous talent crunch globally across the industry that, that doesn't seem to be having too much impact or are you finding it a little a little tricky to find find the staff? I think fair to say across the globe right now, you know, finding the right person perhaps takes a bit longer than it did a a few years ago. Um, but we also recognise that if you get the right leadership team in place, talent follows that. So, you know, having hired Rory, what's really encouraging is that the people I'm speaking to, um, you know, they all 
he is a very highly respected figure in, in the market. You know, that's abundantly clear. And so it makes the conversations a little bit easier. Of course, it is a, a bit of a leap of faith for people joining a, a what is effectively a new startup in country. But, you know, having now assembled that you know, senior leadership team, um, you know, the conversations we're having are, are, are going pretty well at the moment. Can we talk a bit about the insurance market in Australia? What are, what are some of the things that make you so confident in the market here? I think it relates to a little bit to what I've been saying there around the quality of talent and, you know, Rory sort of exemplifies uh, that. But secondly, if I look at the insurance market of Australia, it's got a very large pool of liability business. And, and that's really core to Markel's uh, DNA. Um, you know, this is not our first rodeo in, in liability insurance. You know, we're a you know, massive player in that in the U.S., um, but also in Europe and increasingly in Asia as well. So, you know, we like that sort of pool of, of business and we've got a lot of uh, capability and experience um, in that. I think, uh, secondly, you know, we've seen um, that liability market uh, grow quite a bit over, uh, over the last few years. Um, I think the, you know, public um, liability markets uh, grown 50% in the last you know, four or five years. The professional indemnity market has doubled over the last four or five years. So we see that opportunity uh, emerging, um, and that's being driven by uh, increased demand, but also in you know significant uh, rate changes uh, in, in those classes of business over the last few years. And clearly, that's responding to you know challenging market conditions. You know, three four years ago. Um, and you know, need for businesses to remediate and and and, and improve the terms th- uh, of the business they're writing, um, but that compounding uh, of of rate uh, increase makes the market conditions what we feel uh, a good point of the cycle to be be launching uh, our business. I think the third point is that we've learned a lot in the expansion that we've done at Markel over the last couple of decades. You know, we. Uh, Markel started by buying a business uh, called Terranova, uh, principally in London in about the year 2000. And then we started uh, opening up in, in, in Europe and a lot of that was through acquisition, but you know some organic startups. And then in, in Asia, where our operations spread from Dubai, India, Malaysia, Hong Kong, China, and where I am in Singapore, you know we've got a lot of experience now of, of managing businesses uh, internationally. And what's clear is that, you know, where you hire good quality people and you empower them, uh, you can be successful. And, you know, in the market research, the research and development we did uh, looking at the Australian market um, all of last year, we learned a lot about what some of our peers had done, you know, both successfully and unsuccessfully. And we feel that you know, the Markel model is well suited to be uh, successful going back to that, you know, core uh, identity of hiring excellent underwriting talent uh, and empowering them uh, to succeed. Mm. Can you talk a bit more about some of those learnings from your previous experience in other international environments? I mean, what what are some of the important things you were looking at when you were thinking about setting up a a major operation in Australia? Sure, I think one critical component is making sure you have the right focus. Um, we will launch with a clear identity around the casualty and financial lines, um, you know, those classes of ins- those two classes of insurance. And that's not to say we won't do other 
um, you know, provide other products and services to, to uh, the Australian market. But initially, we want to focus uh, on those two areas to, to create that identity, but really make sure that you get that, that the core of your business going well. And I think that's one of the learnings we've had from, from elsewhere, the criticality of you know, launching a business with a, a clarity of focus and purpose. And then once you build the foundations, you can then uh, expand into other areas on top of that. So I think that's a, um, a really important thing. I think the second thing goes back to the point I was making earlier around empowerment. Um, hire good people and empower them. And where you know we over the years might have gone a bit slower than we, we wanted to, when we look back at it, it's probably because we weren't giving sufficient empowerment. And I think that's also a, a learning from you know some of our observations in some of perhaps our peers in Australia in challenging market conditions in the last few years. You know, we heard examples of you know the pen being taken away uh, from from certain underwriters or operations, or you know referral thresholds being lowered. We believe that if you hire great quality underwriters, you trust them and you trust them by empowering them uh, to take decisions on the ground, and and that's clearly also. Uh, what uh, local brokers want. They need decisions on the day in the time zone. And, you know, for me, that is uh, the, the only way you can do that is by hiring great quality people um, and empowering them to provide that that local service. Do you see your insurance offerings as being novel or different in any way? I mean, do they set you apart too or, or not so much? Well, I think insurance in many ways is uh, quite commoditized as a product. You know, it is about providing uh, underwriting capacity and where you differentiate is by uh, your ability to provide a, a, a quick turnaround, to have good underwriters assessing risk in the right way. Um, and so I suspect the vast majority of the products we're providing will be, you know, relatively in line with what uh, the, the wider market is, is there. I just hope that, you know, in terms of the, the quality of the team we had in place under Rory, you know, we'll, we'll differentiate on that level. But we will we'll also bring some uh, newer products and other parts of the Markel Group into the Australian market. I mean, a good example of that is a, a product that we've developed in London for the fintech industry. And it's doing a very novel thing in insurance in, in packaging together uh, various liability in coverages, the core coverages, the core of which is is professional indemnity, but also bringing in, uh, you know, cyber cover uh, for, uh, you know, if you think about a fintech product, the, the customer you are ultimately providing that to are technology companies, and cyber exposure uh, is a risk that's very inherent in the business, more so than, um, you know, obviously traditional financial services. Not to say that they they aren't becoming increasingly digital as well, but there is an example of a product that we will be bringing, uh, you know, to to the market Australia business, and hopefully providing a, a an element of differentiation in what we do. This is that idea of bringing a cyber cover into a, a PI covering and kind of folding the two together rather than having them as distinct. Is that is that part of the push? That's absolutely right. And you know, one of the, my observations uh, coming into the insurance industry about ten years ago is quite how siloed the industry can be. And I think where we will see um, you know, strong innovation in, in, in hopefully the coming years will be where we start operating less as product silos as an industry and thinking more around what the customer needs, the, the industry sector that we are providing our coverage and capacity and support to 
they think about risk as a as a you know what are the risks they have as a business they don't think about individual products in the way that the insurance market does so i hope we can be more uh, sophisticated in in in, in banging together that cover because i think that is a good result uh, for the underlying policy holder if we can switch topics a little just for a few minutes i'm i'm interested in your insights on esg because i mean you work for a really a big american company and i've i've heard from industry stakeholders that you know some american companies and insurers are, are not very happy with esg and climate reporting requirements and i guess we've seen that in um pretty concrete areas um that the sort of that uh, alliance of insurers that's for net zero which collapsed and, and other things but i'm just wondering you know what's your view on that and and how do you see that as working for a big american company like you do i'm, I'm not sure what the position of markel is but I mean, how, how do you feel about that situation or is it is it over overstressed by foreign observers? Well, first and foremost, we may be a, an American company, but we will operate locally wherever we are. And that means when you operate locally, you respect the rules and regulations of each of the jurisdictions you operate in. So, you know, at the global level, uh, we will not, you know, set um, standards. We must absolutely respect what is appropriate in the, the, the local level. The other important thing here is that, um, you know, we as a company fundamentally um, support a transition um, on the e-component of ESG. Of course, ESG is a so- somewhat unhelpful term in that it bands together three slightly separate things. But on the one that's quite focal uh, for the insurance market round, uh, right now around the environment, what we have said is that we absolutely want to support a transition. And the way we're doing that is not turning the taps off on uh, some of the areas of cover we're currently providing uh, in insurance, but accelerating, uh, like we're doing in Australia, but accelerating the build out of our capabilities in areas like renewable energy, where I think from uh, a starting um, a standing start, you know, three or four years ago, we've now got one of a, the largest global teams providing support uh, to um, the, you know, renewable uh, energy market. And that's actually already started providing its capacity uh, in Australia to a number of solar farms, a number of wind farms. Um, and we have a, a really high quality market, market leading team um, headed by a chap called Tom Baker here, who actually works alongside me here in Singapore. And I think that's very core to what Markel wants to do. We want to, to be there to support a, a transition. But as I said at the start there, we, we will always respect uh, local regulation and requirements um, around ESG. Markel is an interesting company for other reasons. You work for the insurance operation, but there are other companies under the umbrella that provide building supplies, even bakery equipment. I'm just wondering what your annual general meetings are like. That's a very good, very good question. And they are an excellent occasion. I think the most recent one, we had over 2000 people there. And what one must think about with Markel is um, that the the business is very publicly modelled on Berkshire Hathaway. Um, And for me, it's actually surprising how few insurers, you know, have imitated the Berkshire model, which has been incredibly um, successful. And, you know, Berkshire Hathaway obviously 
run by the sage of Omaha, Warren Buffett. We have our very own sage of Richmond, as I like to call him, in Tom Gaynor, who has a, a wonderful vision to create one of the world's uh, great companies. Insurance is a component of that, but whether it's bakeries, dredging firms, or ornamental pot plant businesses, we've got a wonderful stable uh, of different and interesting businesses, which as a shareholder, it provides a much more sort of stable set of returns, uh, you know, versus historic sort of ups and downs of the insurance markets. What we're trying to do is is provide a a very balanced model uh, of returns for our our shareholders. And going back to your point about the, the, the AGMs, I think, Perhaps the one difference between the uh, Markel AGM and, and the Berkshire AGM is obviously we're a slightly smaller uh, company and, you know, the Markel presence is still very strong. We still have a couple of um, the Markel family members on our board. And, you know, that sense of stewardship that I feel both the, the Markel family, the current uh, uh, management of Markel have, uh, about how we run the company, the long-term thinking, the strong collaborative culture that we have in the business. I think that sets us apart from from some of our peers, um, but also naturally from such a vast company like uh, Berkshire. Um, There's certainly very jolly occasions. And uh, Danny, if you're ever uh, in Virginia in May, I do encourage you to to pop along. <laughs> it's not altogether impossible that I might be there, but um, yeah, w- w- we'll see. I might might have to share a beer with you in Sydney. That might be more likely. <laughs> Both occasions uh, I'll very much look forward to. Well, Christian, it's been fun talking with you. Thanks for spending some time with IB Talk. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for having me. And Christian Stobbs is Global Firm Markel's Managing Director for the Asia Pacific. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts.